Welcome to the Heart Overhead podcast. This podcast is for those who seek to break free from programming, empower themselves, and embrace their own unique healing journey. If you like listening to real vulnerable stories and intuitive reflections, this is the place for you. I believe we are meant to live in alignment with our authentic truth, heal deeply, and with that, raise the frequency of an entire planet. When we get out of our heads and into our hearts, we are empowered to listen to our own truth, live freely in sovereignty, and constantly expand our awareness. Does that sound like you? Let's get into it. I am Selena, your host, and I'm so happy you're here and you tuned in because we have a very juicy topic today which is the inner child. I have been inspired to just talk a little bit about it because it has come up in recent client sessions and just chats I had in general with people because I don't have, like literally my casual chats with people are about healing the inner child. That's just me as a side note. (laughs) Yes, so okay, let's dive into it and let's see where it will take us. What even is the inner child when we talk about that? And I am pretty sure that if you're listening to this podcast and you feel drawn to it, that you probably have heard of it before. And the inner child is basically, yeah, our child self that has manifested in our, I want to say, energetic body. And to me, because I think time doesn't really exist, right? And everything is happening in this now moment and like a more in a wider energetic field, so as in like a higher frequency than only the 3D experience here on Earth, there is everything is happening at once and like only we have this perception of the linear time because this is how our world is set up in this 3D reality. And with that being said, so the inner child is still living inside of you and like all the conditioning programs wounds and treatment and all that maybe even trauma is still active within you and your body and your consciousness often even because people have said before and I can kind of confirm that just through experience and talking to others about it that when we experience trauma as a child that we are literally emotionally if we haven't integrated it or released the trauma itself, that we are in our reactions and how we deal with emotions and all that, we're stuck in that age, so to say, when it happened. So that you can see when, for instance, an adult person reacts super emotionally around a trigger. And I think we all have that. That's not even like an exception, but sometimes it often shows in relationships and romantic relationships especially that if there is a trigger if we feel not seen or so we may actually react really childlike I don't want to say childish because I think that is it has a bit of a negative connotation 
because I just believe that it is childlike because we are basically reliving our trauma, our abandonment, and so on and so forth. So we don't really have a new strategy yet on how to deal with those emotions. And as always, the first step is to bring awareness to it whenever we are experiencing this type of response. Okay, diving into it from a perspective of the subconscious mind. I'm not sure if I have mentioned it on this podcast before, but basically 99.96% of what we perceive and our behaviors, thoughts, and patterns are actually subconscious and only 0.04% are conscious. That means that all the patterns literally that we that are rolling up through our throughout our days are subconscious and why do we have these patterns to just make life a little bit easier for us like imagine if you it's like downloads on a computer it's downloading systems or downloading mechanisms imagine every day you would need to think about how to act in a grocery store or how to how to pet a dog or how to cook dinner or how to you know go on to instagram all these patterns are learned patterns and of course it goes deeper than just opening up an app but even like going to the grocery store or going into a store and what role we play in there it's all learned so that not every time we have to use so much brain power to figure out how to behave and instead as children we've been taught how to react and how to act in these type of situations how for instance we act when we're in a classroom and school and all that and what is acceptable and what isn't and along those lines so we of course learn it throughout all our lives and it never really ends because we can always add on just like on a computer you might have your basic setup but then you want to create maybe a little trailer or so and then you need a new program so you can have a nice fancy movie creation app or something like that so you don't necessarily need it but it's just an add-on so same thing with the human brain and like our own patterns if we learn something new then we kind of like download that information so that next time we don't have to think about it so much anymore and it just become can become a subconscious pattern another example for this actually is also riding a bike or driving in a car when you first learned how to drive, can you remember how hard it was and how much like brain power it required for you to focus on all these things on the road, on like where to put your feet, what your hands are doing, you had to look whether there was a car coming from the left or the right or what was behind you and all that. And then next to that, you also had to figure out like where to go and navigate throughout the streets. Whereas maybe now when you're driving out to wherever you're going, maybe your parents or to work or so, then you already know 
the way and what you do in the car and you can maybe even listen to music or a podcast and it's not as distracting and you can pay attention to the radio and all that because the driving itself has become such a habit subconsciously that you can just now roll out this program like click on it and be like okay this program installed yep we're gonna go out and put it into place and um, same with like riding a bike or maybe you know in the past like for me I used to ride horses so if I would get onto a horse now I would have like this muscle memory because I had downloaded it before and so my body would kind of remember subconsciously what to do when sitting on a horse right so these are the patterns and then in addition to that when we are a child so up to the age of seven we're basically walking subconsciousnesses that means that we are just just taking in all this information to become a functioning adult person that doesn't have to think about like how to hold the spoon every time and it's not only that like very practical actions but also how to react emotionally and how to be in the world so that people maybe I don't know love you or respect you or you get a good feeling out of something or you have like this there's this one word um oh gosh but okay it's like a latin word I can't remember but it basically means that you're just feeling good as a human which humans are striving for that you just feel you know have good joyful happy feelings you feel content and so you learn how to act in this world so that you can feel that feeling and becomes maybe even a survival strategy and I'm gonna go into that a little bit later what that can look like and how it affects us today with different examples yeah but basically we're downloading all these programs and so there can be childhood wounds where we really needed to act a certain way in order to function, in order to be loved. And we just saw it as reality and we didn't question it because we would just download it and see it as, okay, well, I guess this is how life works. So I will act just like my parents act or I will act in this way so my parents react in that way that feels good to me and that feels validating because as a child just like a puppy a dog usually you want to be loved by your parents and you want validation from your parents so you will do anything that is in your power in order to firstly feel safe but also to feel loved and to feel worthy and to please your parents and yep from there then all these different patterns just are being created this really leads me into inner child wounds and working with your inner child because these when these programs that we take on in our childhood really become the default for our life for the rest of our lives really if we don't question them or we don't look at them that means that maybe 
you didn't receive the love or the physical touch and maybe from your parents and so today you feel like you're really craving that because you couldn't get it or you have struggled to actually accept physical touch because it doesn't feel comfortable to you it doesn't feel like quite right because as a child you were like love didn't mean to be touched and maybe you saw a different example that there was a physical touch but in a sense that maybe the parents hit the child or maybe the mom hit the dad or the dad hit the mom and so physical touch became this ooh not so much loving practice and for you physical touch then in the child brain means fear or hurt and so later on it will play out as in maybe you are struggling in opening up you know sexually or just even just physically as in hugging people hugging others because you're just not used to it and it feels weird and uncomfortable to you but also it may even feel uncomfortable as in literally physical discomfort because you have connected physical touch to pain and hurt Yes. So that is one example how it can play out and it really goes into everything, right? There is just so many layers to it. Okay, like I don't even know where to start. There's so much to say here. Okay, another example is, for instance, how you deal with your emotions and how it was welcomed as a child to express yourself emotionally and to be authentic with that or whether it was even safe for you to express emotions at all and going into that it almost ties in with ancestral wounds as well because i'm going to get into that just now because um with this example that I'm using, I can use, for instance, the example from my family, which is becomes really obvious how it's been playing out. Okay, a little bit of a background story. I'm just sharing this, not because I am keen to share my own story, but I think because it's a really great example to just illustrate how much it really affects other generations as well. So my grandparents, for the most part, and that is the only generation I know a lot about so far, but three of my four grandparents from both sides, maternal and paternal, are, have been through the war in Germany. So they lived in Prussia, which now is Poland, and they had to flee during the war and they have had extreme childhood trauma not only have they seen all this poverty and suffering and maybe like for one of my grandfathers well one of my grandfathers was actually a soldier in the war and then the other one was so young he lost his parents so he was an orphan he would see his sister being raped and and stuff like that and he was like 10 years old and he had to care for his brothers and sisters because his mother died from starvation and like my other grandmother she flew with her siblings as well they had to like in the winter walk over ice and over the sea that was frozen to go to back then I suppose that was already Germany 
So it went from Prussia to Germany, and I mean, that is, was during the Second World War, so it goes a little bit more into history, and I'm not gonna, you know, I'm just gonna frame it like that, and not going too much into the details here. Anyway, so while they were fleeing, of course, I didn't have a lot to eat and all that. So really the basic needs of them were not met. They weren't feeling safe. They didn't have any food. They were cold. They didn't, they weren't warm. They didn't have a house or anything because they had to flee. And well, health wasn't really a thing. Um, and they would just see people die all around them, right? And just really feel the fear constantly. And with that being said, what I am touching on here is that there wasn't really a lot of space to feel your emotions and to process them properly because it was so traumatic that they were all as I see it today, all dissociated from that experience and couldn't really go there because it would have brought up all that trauma. And if you're not equipped, which they for sure weren't because they were children and they were just not able to process all that was going on. And also, again, there was just not a whole lot of room for yeah, for just expressing what was going on because they literally had to survive. So if they would have given into the fear and the feelings that would have stopped them and made them weaker from actually surviving and going through this. So the mind is also really intelligent as in it blacks out these traumatic experiences and you guys probably can relate to that. Maybe you have similar experiences in just different ways. But yeah, so... And how that then later bled into how, for instance, my mom was brought up and her siblings was that there wasn't so much space for very... Because my grandmother maybe hadn't learned how to how to be nourishing because she wasn't really nourished emotionally as in they were literally in war, like worst case scenario. So there was not a whole lot of comfort in that sense and so she didn't have the skills to really care for to or to be that nourishing motherly figure because she didn't know how to maybe deal with emotions and all that so whenever there might have been come up like an emotional struggle situation maybe a fight or so she would literally how I see it now with my knowledge today I think what happened is she would probably dissociate from it and then maybe react to it with what was seen or experienced as ignorance because she didn't have the tools of even holding this intensity of emotions. So what then happened to her children, which are my parents, um, well, my mom, not that my parents are siblings. <laughs> Gosh, okay. Um my mom, she and her siblings, they, of course, weren't equipped either with talking about their emotions because they didn't have the vessel to do so and to actually look at them. So there was a whole other trauma, maybe less so on the outside, but more so on the inside, as in there were needs that weren't met, that couldn't be met by my grandmother who had four children and was busy and all that, maybe overwhelmed and had to do lots with herself. Um, so the children get, didn't get that type of care, so it wasn't 
safe for them to feel and express their emotions and until this day it's really hard for everyone to talk about their emotions and what that does too is of course is spreading out into the next generation which then also comes from um childhood again and for instance when then i speak of myself and how in my childhood i often felt the same thing that it wasn't because my parents weren't equipped either to because i hadn't learned it as children so that was their running program the default mold uh, mode to not talk about that as in I mean, we did talk about it, but, and there was space for it, but often, and we all are always doing our best, right? So that's what I also want to emphasize here, that we always want to do it with compassion. And this is not at all about blaming someone and saying, you gave me trauma, and that's why I'm the person who I am today. No, not at all. Instead, we just want to, that's why I'm telling like this whole full picture story going back to the previous generation where we can see where it came from and how it is playing out today. So for me as a child, I often felt like, and often people would say that to me, that I, oh, I would just, you know, deal with the struggles or the emotions that I had by myself. But that was because I felt often as I wasn't seen maybe in that to that, you know, in that intensity that I was feeling that there wasn't a place for it either to do so. Because I also had a younger sister. I still have a younger sister. <laughs> and yeah, so there were also two children and two different needs and all that. And maybe one is more present than the other. And then one has to deal with this stuff by themselves because they are more mature. And so that then you know, just ties into suppressing the emotions and feeling alone with it and feeling maybe not safe and expressing these emotions and therefore becoming less in touch with your emotions and then appear appearing a more rational person when really you're maybe very emotional, but it just, you have learned that it wasn't safe for you to really dive deep into that and to express your emotions because you felt like you weren't heard and what do we want as children we really want to be seen heard and loved and so what happened and this again just happens organically and that's it's not about blaming at all and it's all good like it came full circle like gave me lots of experience and knowledge today and again always the utmost compassion I have for that and just it's just the natural flow of things and how it happens and we have the power to break that cycle and to not bring it into further generations so with what was i saying here i guess that i just wasn't so or i became more quiet and by dealing with the things by myself i was appreciated i was told i was so mature and i had to understand and in that sense when i was more rational and would like think about stuff and would understand for instance why you know, my sister had maybe some other struggles and there was more space taken for her and I felt that wasn't maybe the space for me to express what I was feeling. So then the coping mechanism was to just tune 
go inside and deal with it by myself because that was when I was feeling validated and appreciated because I was so mature that I was doing this in that way and I wasn't like bothering anyone with it and so I was just doing it internally and it can also be that it was just my predisposition to do that as well but this is how it naturally flowed but the problem with this is later on if you do this for a while if you suppress your emotions for a while then it can lead to different coping mechanisms and yes it's just that at some point it might backfire and so I really faced that almost like childhood experience as in that I felt really responsible and very mature and I wanted to support others and that's where I got my self-worth from or validation from that it just at some point became so much that I couldn't hold it anymore and then other factors playing into that as well where I needed different coping mechanisms to regain control. And as I'm saying this, this is just one example and like one part why, for instance, for me, maybe I turned to an eating disorder and there's other programs that are playing into that too, which is about gaining control, which is about gaining authority over your own emotional state because there was another aspect that was leading into that, which also is related to kind of like how... I needed to navigate in childhood and I can touch on that as well but I'm not sure how long how much longer this episode is going to be anyways so this just as an example and how it all ties together and then again when I think of you know the clients that I talk to too it plays out very similarly and it's just that if we don't face it then it will manifest and it will just go on to repeat because it's a default mode because we haven't actually upgraded that program on our own hard drive and our own computer and so it's going to play out consistently and even more so it will also affect our relationships maybe affect our own children and then just going to repeat and just really yeah it's a never never ending story but we can do end it if we get behind it and release it and open our perception to it and look at it with acceptance and self-compassion another example is that for instance my One of my clients also, and a lot of my clients actually, it always comes back to the childhood and what happened there. It's really interesting because that is, again, just a time where we are loving so unconditionally and just seeing everything as truth. And it's like, okay, so yeah, my parents are doing this, are showing me how to live and how to operate. So that must be the truth. This is how we receive love. So for one of my clients, it might have been even at the age of, a baby that her own mom was a little bit detached from from physical nurturing and she didn't receive it so she didn't know how to do that so when she had the baby and maybe even at a young age where she felt really the need to be nurtured herself and didn't really know how to even give that and then the only way she could give it to her little baby was 
through the process of breastfeeding. So that time was really that kind of closeness and comfort. So for that little baby, because during those times when she wasn't breastfeeding, there wasn't so much physical touch or love or intimacy or comfort in a sense when I say intimacy I mean obviously emotional intimacy and just being really close to your child and the only time was when there was food involved the breastfeeding part so the baby actually at some point learned that whenever it would cry for food it would get this comfort from just being held and that's all a baby wants right it just wants to be held and loved and really feel safe with her mom and so the baby learned that whenever it would cry, it would get food and onto this breast. And then at some point, the subconscious will make this connection between food being comforting. How this then plays out later is that whenever the child or now the adult wants to feel comforted, then the person refers to food as in comfort because that has been the connection that has been made subconsciously because it literally was the only way as a child to get this nurturing feeling that you so crave when you're so young and so today there might be a food addiction or like because it's the only safe and certain way to really get that nourishment because it's maybe even if now this person knows that of course there's other ways of course i can receive hugs of course i can take myself out for a lovely ocean walk or such but if that program is still there it is so powerful as a child as the default mode on the hard drive of your computer that is you your brain your system then it will still play out and so whenever we want to release these really old patterns that are so subconscious that you have struggles like why am i even doing this it usually comes back to somewhere in your childhood where you made that connection and you can't even quite access it now and so we really need to find that root cause and go back to that very essence of the trauma of the struggle of this need not being met to look into why am I acting like I'm acting now because usually it is for the purpose of feeling comforted of feeling loved of feeling worthy of feeling validated because that is what we strive for so really really good stuff here really interesting i'm so curious what this brought up for you just these different perspectives on how this brain works and how there's these patterns that really you know they tie in with ancestral trauma wounds and pain meaning that if it's not being if the chain is not being cut then it will still continue and just flow like a river as if when you don't bring in that what's it called like that barrier that stops a stops a river i can't find that word no i just can't but you know the thing that beavers built sorry can't find the word anyways you know what i mean yes but if we don't have that beaver building that barrier then the river will just continue to flow but we have the chance to free ourselves from it when we bring in awareness and if we 
speak to, for instance, counselors or coaches, intuitive people, and even with hypnotherapy, we can go back there and really release the attachment to that very coping mechanism and find different strategies and then install those subconsciously as a default mode. You can again just imagine it as like this computer program that you just update and you run the updates through and then this is how the whole computer just runs more smoothly and better and just at a at a higher vibration basically yes so that were a few examples here and i think this one is really loaded with so much just opportunities to reflect in how it maybe is playing out and I think it's really beautiful because it is just bringing in some awareness on those patterns and where they really come from and maybe this is inviting you to look at things where you think oh I have this one mechanism that I keep repeating over and over again and it really feels not so nice, not so smooth, and maybe even toxic, or just like not fulfilling. It's holding you back from living your best, full, authentic self. So that often comes from our relationships to our families and parents and how we've been nourished and what we've done or needed to do in order to feel seen and validated and safe. Yes, I'd be very, very, well, curious, I don't want to say, but so touched um, if that also created some reflection time in you and maybe where you can see, oh, yes, is there maybe a connection to my childhood and what I experienced there, what I then thought for me would be the reality as in I needed to kind of like categorize and structure in order to make it possible for me to just navigate through this world because otherwise like it would just cost too much brain power brain effort to every time just go through this again so at some point you just create these patterns and thoughts and realities really stories that make it easier for you to navigate and to drive your car right to run your computer and all that so you can be in what is that called in like eco mode the whole time so yes I feel like this again has just brought some awareness into it and I also want to invite you if this is something that you feel called to intuitively where you can just feel like Ooh, something about this is bringing up some kind of resonance within me. I don't really know where it comes from, but my heart really knows, yes, there is stuff that needs to be looked at, that needs to be released. Obviously, there you will find resources online, but if you're really looking for a safe space where you can explore that, I would be very much honored to offer that space for you. We can always, you know, just as in exploration to discover whether some kind of block or barrier in your life where you feel like you can't quite jump over that 
limit that you set for yourself where this maybe is related to your childhood and I'm sensing I'm sensing right now that you have a slight idea where it's coming from if you want to explore that further in a safe space and I really mean safe because I offer this so non-judgmentally and just neutrally because I want you to feel seen and heard. I want that inner child to feel seen and heard and not put into a box and just be able to fully express itself safely so that then we already can create this first step of releasing this because the energy that has been accumulated within you can be expressed first of all through words and just to bring it into form instead because that's what it wants it really wants to be brought to form so it can be released and just acknowledge just like the child itself this pattern also wants to be acknowledged before it can be finally released and if this is again something that just sparks interest in you and it's like whoa i think i need this in my life i offer intuitive guidance sessions where we can explore that for sure if you are not quite a hundred percent certain whether this is for you we can always meet up for like a 20 to 30 minute call and see how we vibe together whether you feel safe with me or not and then we can look into that and I from there we can see how different strategies so to say so for instance with energy healing we can release the emotional attachment this intensity from the repeated emotional pattern that is coming up whenever you you encounter maybe a trigger that reminds you of that feeling that you had in childhood that then made you react in a certain way to protect yourself we can release that with energy healing and we can then again like i said earlier create a new structure a new strategy coping mechanism that is much more supportive much more expansive and much more healthy for you to continue with your life and to continue just moving into this higher vibration higher frequency and just more freedom and internal expression and just exhale that's how i see it just this feeling of whoo there was just a a heavy a sorry a weight being lifted from my body and i feel like i'm so much lighter i'm so much freer in the being that i am then yes please feel free to check out my website that's alignedwithselena.com yes very welcome to meet me there or just shoot me a message on at alignedwithselena on instagram i'd be also very honored to just check in with you you can always send an email to at not at but hello at alignedwithselena.com selena is always c-e-l-i-n-a And I honestly, again, I don't have any expectations if you just want to express what's going on for you, what maybe that has sparked within you, some reflections. It's my favorite thing in this world, literally, to talk about this stuff. I didn't even joke at the beginning of this episode when I said my casual conversations are about inner child healing this is who i am and this is what i love to do so please do reach out and i'm so happy to hold space and we can connect and we can take it further or not there's no attachment no expectation i just want to be here for you to so you can express this very first step and bring in awareness and all that and just contemplation reflection 
Yes. I love this episode. This was so inspired and I feel like I only touched on like 2% of what I could have touched on. So much is here. So much goodness. Because it really is the root of so many other different programs and patterns. And I can go into the school system, society. I can go into even more than that. Just, yeah, there is such a wide range. Okay, but this is it for today. Thank you so much for being here. I am sending you all the love and if you like this podcast, we're just starting out. So if you are listening to it on Apple Podcast, then you can just leave a review, five-star review. It would help so much to just, you know, spread the message, spread the word. Or also if you listen to it on Spotify to either subscribe or to download and yeah that shall be it and i hope to feel you in the next one okay have a lovely day bye